This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. We just had a wonderful conversation with Dr. Joseph Meany, the president of the National Catholic Bioethics Center. Yeah. Uh, my name is Janine Bitson. And I'm Brad Gray. And wow, I just uh, could have him all day long yeah. to talk about these issues. Uh, it's so important because we learn how to live our Catholic faith. I mean, practice our Catholic faith, I could, should say, yeah. with prayer and our Mass and everything. But we need to take it out into the world. Yeah, I mean, they, they really kind of help us to identify how do we live in relationship with one another you know, in a way that's respectful of the of the human dignity, the the image and likeness of God that we see all around us in every single person we encounter. You know, how do you how do you meet Jesus right there? Um, and I just I think that's it's profound and it's it's beautiful. Yeah, it sure is. Well, we have a wonderful guest that's joining us now. Uh, she is the executive director of Partnership for Youth, Amy Cummings. Welcome. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Thank you for being with us today. Um, Amy, as we get started, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So I um, am the executive director here of Partnership for Youth and have been for over 20 years, um, you know, born and raised in Minnesota oh. and um, love the work that I get to do with event planning here for middle school and um, high school students. And uh, my husband and I live in uh, Farmington, Minnesota and oh. have a beautiful little son uh, who is six and um, is um, just a delight, goes to yeah. um, our local Catholic school. So, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So how did you get started with uh, Partnership for Youth, Amy? Yeah. So uh, the, I, one of the primary um, events that we host here with uh, at Partnership for Youth is called the Steubenville Youth Conference. Mm-hmm. And so uh, back in 2001, I volunteered for the conference that summer and um, just a couple hours, they were looking for volunteers, and I'm like, I should go and volunteer, and um, had a wonderful time, and shortly after that, um, they started Partnership for Youth as the nonprofit that would um, oversee the conference and other um, events and services that we offer, and so they, um, the board of directors who had been assembled, I was acquainted with one of them, and they reached out, and they said, would you be interested in... My first response was no. <laughs> 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 um, and uh, six weeks later, I was hired. And um, it, you know, in love, knowing that the work that um, this job requires is in my giftedness and my skill set. Mm. Mm. And after having discerned and prayed about it, I'm like, oh my gosh, why wouldn't I take the job? Like, mm. um, it is. It's kind of like being your own boss in some ways, mm. as you know, when you're an executive director and running a smaller nonprofit sure. and and a nonprofit that hadn't had, didn't have any history. Like we didn't, they didn't have a, you know, a, a real concrete plan. And um, <laughs> so they're like, we just know we want to host the Steubenville Conference again. So <laughs> wow, that's cool. Um, yeah, so getting to build my own job and job description, and it's been just an absolute delight. And I met my husband through this work. He came to volunteer at, at one of our events, and um, and have just been blessed by such rich relationships and friendships over the years. Well, you know, Amy, that's so so cool. You know, look at that, the vocation of marriage that stemmed from mm-hmm. this and so forth. So that makes me want to ask you, since you're developing all that, um, 
every organization has a mission. So what <laughs> is the mission that you help to develop for Partnership for Youth? Yes, yes. Our mission is to provide transformational Catholic events for young people. Mm. So it's simple, you know, it's simple, but yet it's a big mission, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and we serve um, high schoolers and middle schoolers from 11 states. Um, and 23 dioceses within those states. So um, it it really has grown and morphed over the years, you know, into a um, an organization that we've now served uh, seven, over 76,000 young people. Wow. 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 I, I'd say that mission's working, right? <laughs> was, it is, it is. Oh, yeah. Now, was that 2001 Steubenville Conference, Steubenville North, was that the first Steubenville Conference? Uh, that was the second one was the second. that was held at the University of St. Thomas. Okay. So, yep, so it was the second one, and then um, and then they knew that, hey, this, this could be sustainable. Yeah. So then we've taken it from there, and and also, you know, for a number of years, um, we met our capacity at the University of St. Thomas, where it is still held to this day. Hmm. And so then we started in 2006 to look for... Uh, a second venue um, to host the con- a second conference so that we could serve more young people. And so in 2007, then, we started Steubenville, Rochester, um, which is in Rochester, Minnesota, mm. and we host um, that conference two weeks prior to the conference at the University of St. Thomas, um, at, and we host that one at the Mayo Civic Center in Rochester, Minnesota. So we've been there 15 years too now. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm a, I'm a 98 Stubby grad, and it was just such huh? such an awesome, awesome experience. And it's just, I remember hearing about it shortly after I graduated, that they're going to do mm-hmm. this conference. And I'm like, that's amazing. <laughs> because, you know, it was such such a unique and wonderful and powerful experience as a young Catholic mm-hmm. uh, to mm-hmm. to get to you know, to be in that environment, to encounter the Lord Jesus in, in so many dynamic ways. And I'm like, gosh, to, to have that opportunity around the country is, yeah. is just, it's priceless. It really is. It really is. And I think one of the biggest things that it, it helps young people to recognize, you know, when they come to an event of 2,000 or more um, other high school students and their chaperones, one, that they're not alone on their faith journey, mm-hmm. right, you know, especially right. if they come from a small rural parish yep. maybe or a parish that doesn't have a very dynamic and engaged youth ministry program. Like, oh, I'm not alone in living a Catholic life, right? Yeah. Um, and so they can see the universal church um, just is by the encounters of thousands of other teens gathered there. So I think that's one of the, the beautiful things we're able, able to offer. And many parishes or even dioceses aren't able to offer uh, a large event, um, you know, the the impact that a large event can have. Mm -hmm. They maybe don't have the resources or the or the um, staff to be able to pull something off uh, to do a large event. So this does give them an opportunity just to plug in to one of our Steubenville conferences that are, you know, we're doing all the details. You just bring bring the kids and come. Yeah, and I think that is so important for to to normalize the faith, honestly, for a young person. They're, you know, they're still trying to identify what is the world. You know, especially at that age, what, what, how, where's my place in it? Um, you know, and and especially if you're in a in an area where you're kind of the only person, you feel like a freak, and you start the tendency could be to to just like I, I don't know if this is actually real. No one else around me does lives this way. No one else thinks this way. Uh, and so to have that that experience with with all kinds of other 
kids that are like, yeah, I love Jesus. I want to grow as a saint. You know, I, I, that's, that's just, at that time in life especially, is so, so important. Well, you know, the CARA study um, shows us that, you know, young people are leaving the faith at mm-hmm. the age of 13 mm-hmm. or making a decision about their faith at the age of 18. And at the age of 17, 85% of young people have left their Catholic faith. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's staggering, really, when you think yes. about it. And so, you know, what are the ways we can help to keep them engaged in their faith, to give them hope, right, and to see the Church, I think, in a in a, a place of hope and joy, and also truth. You know, they're mm-hmm. seeking truth, even though they don't might not know it, right? Right, and then it, they're seeking truth because we, God gave us a, a, a soul, and mm-hmm. so, you know, mm-hmm. with that gift of the soul, the world didn't give it to us, our parents didn't give it to us, God gave it to us, and so we're constantly searching for truth, and that's just part of who we are, our makeup, and yeah, you're so right, if we don't feed them with what is truth, um, they're going to fill it with something else that they make the, their own truth out of. Mm-hmm. Well, and we, I think we see that today a lot, right? I mean, obviously there's the struggle with authority, but they, with such access to, you know, through social media, to for a place for their questions to be answered, but they're not always the truth, right? Yes. And so how can we as the Catholic Church, one, at our events, tell them what does the church teach, why does it teach it, and then how does that impact them right in their daily life? Yeah. Well, and what's so valuable about that, too, Amy, is that they realize they're the church now, not later. You know, it's like, it's so important that they understand, no, God gave you this soul, God gave you this conscience, God gave you you individually mm-hmm. it's it's something that your parents help to nurture and help you grow and learn that's their duty when they bring you to the waters of baptism but we need kids at a younger age to understand that they're the church now not the church later right and and that they can make an impact right, right. that they can go back and i mean i was um one of the testimonial letters we received from a youth minister just this past from this past summer she's like you know, one, they had a non-Catholic young man that came to the conference, and he is an RCIA wanting to become Catholic. Um, and then secondly, they have, you know, the high school students picking up younger students whose family or parents aren't going to Mass and taking them to Mass. Hmm. Um, and groups of kids gathering to say the rosary and do Eucharistic adoration um, to, to build their own faith, um, but much of the grace for these activities for them to live their faith, you know, came through their encounter with Christ at the conference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That yeah. is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, we're going to take a quick break. I want to, when we get back, I want to dive into a little bit more about uh, the di- different events coming up, what services you offer. And I'm also curious to know, like, how you've, when you mentioned uh, a moment ago, the social media, like how uh, the the conference and, and the organizers, how you've had to kind of evolve to the needs and the, the struggles and the challenges uh, over of kids over these last 20 years. So I think that that would be a fascinating thing. Yeah. But we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back uh, with more Real Presence Live right after this. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 
This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic Way Bible Study. Through baptism and confirmation, we receive the Holy Spirit of power and truth, who then equips us for mission with ordinary and extraordinary graces and gifts necessary for the building of the kingdom. Sometimes those graces, though totally effective, lie dormant like chocolate in a glass of milk, waiting for our faith and understanding to stir them up. If left inactive, the chocolate often settles at the bottom of the glass. It's still there, but it's not imparting flavor to the milk. So what are we to do? Call upon the Holy Spirit and stir those graces out of the bottom into the milk of our lives. Invite the Holy Spirit into your life today, and He will continue to renew you and animate your life with power and love. Don't let your expectations limit the Lord and His Holy Spirit. Expect Him to act through you. Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace, power, purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org. Searching for more great Catholic content? Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com. Find Catholic news you can trust, information about events coming up in the local area, and the latest on what's happening at the RPR Network. And don't forget that you can listen to any of our stations around the clock from anywhere in the world. Need prayers for someone or something in your life? You can submit those through our online form for the entire family to pray for. Real Presence Radio, your family of faith and hope. Online at realpresenceradio.com. In your year-end planning, consider an IRA rollover to Real Presence Radio. Congress has made permanent the law that allows people aged 70 and a half or older to make gifts directly from their IRA to charity. For many, this is the best tax-wise way to give. An IRA rollover gift will not be included in your taxable income and may qualify for your required minimum distribution. For more information, please call Mike at 701-290-4503. Let's make a difference. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Janine Bitson. And I'm Brad Gray. And we're just so grateful you've joined us this morning. Uh, We've been having a fantastic conversation with Amy Cummings, who is the Executive Director, Partnership for Youth of Partnership for Youth. And Amy's been unpacking all the great services that they do uh, with the Steubenville conferences um, and the history of that and how important it is to bring this to middle schoolers and high schoolers throughout our listening area. Yeah, And Amy, before we went to break, we kind of threw out that uh, I'm, I'm curious to hear how how the conferences, the events have had to uh, to evolve over these last couple decades with the advent of things like social media, things like smartphones, and so many of these these things that are yeah. that are challenges right now, um, especially to young people. I mean, to really to our population as a whole, but they hit the young people in a particularly I don't know vital way. I guess. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, just practically. I mean, I think of all the trees that we're saving by the paper. We don't have to print any longer. <laughs> As you know, as we move to an app to drive our agenda and schedule, and um, the the beautiful thing about technology has given us the opportunity to connect long term with our with our young people and our constituents that we didn't have before. Mm. Um, And you know, obviously, our policy early on was you know no phones at the conference, you know no photos, no this, no that because of distractions. And we eventually had to come to a point where, you know what, they have them anyways. 
let's teach them how to use them well. Let's teach them where they can find truth, goodness, and beauty, even through technology. And so, um, you know, that's when we started to embrace, like, let's the app and let's put the agenda on there and let's put a examination of conscience on there. And, and then we provide um, small group questions after each presentation so they can see them on there too. So just all of those ways. And then of course, all of our national speakers who are on our stages, they have social media presence, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, encouraging the young people to follow them and engage with them even on social media after, before, or after the conference. And then at the conference itself, we are just, you know, using more technology on stage Mm. than we we ever have. And Mm. like, even like having live Q&As and just what we put up on our screens and how we engage them and the games we play and things like that. Like a lot of technology is used in a good, you know, holy and wholesome way. Mm. And I think that this gives us an opportunity to say we can't we can't avoid this in our culture. Mm-hmm. So how can we use it for the good? Um, and and I think I even remember a year, a couple of years ago, we did a, a presentation just you know on pornography and the dangers and the challenges and the also how to get out of that sin. Mm. And um, and we recommended a couple different um, apps to help young people. Um, overcome that. And so those are ways that we've embraced it. Mm -hmm. um, And yet, at the same time, we're like our policy of, you know, no photographing during Eucharistic adoration or having your, your, um, you know, recording or anything during that time and during Mass as well, just because there's sacred liturgy times, you know? I set proper parameters on -hmm. on the use of these Mm -hmm. things. Yeah. Right. That's uh, that's awesome. So now, are you guys are you lining up the speakers? You're you're doing all the the organization of the event itself. So we uh, yes and no. We partner. So we partner with Franciscan University okay. out of Steubenville, Ohio, okay. to host the the two conferences we do here: Steubenville, okay. St. Paul, and Steubenville, Rochester. Okay. Um, and they host. I think it's about another dozen or more conferences, high school youth conferences across the nation every summer, gotcha. and then they have five of them on their campus every summer as well. And so it is a tool for them to evangelize and, of course, to um, give an uh, invitation uh, to their college. But it, um, it is really, so they, their portion of our partnership is they provide the speakers mm-hmm. and the, um, the agenda and theme for the year. Gotcha. Um, but as a partner, we call ourselves partners, um, we do get a lot of input into that. So, um, but yeah, and then we handle everything from registration to production to catering to housing to <laughs> marketing. <laughs> All of sure, those other okay. details is what our office handles. Yeah. All right. During the break, you had mentioned that uh, you guys will actually also partner with dioceses or organizations that want to put on events themselves. Who so can you talk a, a little bit about that? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so with all of our experience in hosting large events in the last 20-some years, um, people started reaching out to us to ask for help with their event. And so we do have a portion of our business that we call event services, and a diocese or even a parish could hire us for whatever their needs are to help um, them run an event. So if they want us to contract the speakers or be on site or help with their agenda or train their volunteers, 
Um, so lots of different ways that we can help them deliver um, an event with excellence um, with our expertise. And we're really behind the scenes in, in most events. People don't even know we exist, but we're there to really help them um, bring to fruition a dream of an event um, that they are planning. So um, as another way for us to serve, you know, during the months that we're not heavily um, planning and working on the Steubenville Youth Conferences. Is there a website or, or a contact yeah. information you can give for our listeners? Absolutely. Um, you can reach us at partnershipforyouth.org. And um, you can, you know, there's, look at the staff there. You can email us or inquire um, with, any, with any questions you might have, whether it's you're interested in bringing kids to the Steubenville Conference or um, you have an event that you've been tasked with at your diocese, and you're like, I need help. This is not in my, my wheelhouse for giftedness. We're here to help and assist you with that. Well, well that, that's just wonderful, Amy. It's such an important thing. You know, we have a lot of great organizations that help with our college students and adult faith formation, but to really tap into our middle schoolers and our high schoolers, it's just so vital before they leave the the warmth of their walls at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so true. And on that point, so what uh, do you have some events coming up here in 2023 that we should know about? Yes. So we do have our Steubenville Rochester Conference, which will be July 14th through the 16th of 2023. And we still have spots available for that conference. Registration is open. And then also Steubenville St. Paul, which is July 28th through the 30th, again, of 2023, and spots are still available there. And so um, those two events, both bringing kids to the event or volunteering, we always need volunteers to um, run an event these size. We certainly need a lot of volunteers to, to help as well. So um, all of that information, again, can be found on our website. Okay, and that was the partnershipforyouth.org? Correct. Okay, perfect, perfect. Amy, do you have any final thoughts or reflections that you'd like to share with our listening audience? Absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, I guess today on our Feast Day of Our Lady Guadalupe, Mm -hmm. just um, encouraging people to look to our dear mother, Mm -hmm. especially during this time of Advent as we prepare for um, the coming of the Christ child, that she would prepare prepare each of our hearts in a special way to receive him. And that if it is your mission or you feel that calling to work with young people um, and evangelize and catechize and disciple them, um, please say yes to that invitation. And if there's any way we can help you in that mission, uh, please don't hesitate to reach out and just um, asking Our Lady's protection on all of your listeners today. Mm. Mm. That's so beautiful. Well, we sure appreciate you joining us, Amy. And thanks for all the great work that you continue to do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it is an important mission for sure. Thank you. It's a privilege, and thank you, Janine and Brad. Thank you for having us on, and uh, we look forward to chatting with you again soon. Awesome. I, we look forward to it as well. All right. God All bless. Right. God bless you too. Um, okay. Well, we need to throw things to the other side of the glass now to find out what the future holds for Real Presence Live. On the next Real Presence Live Tuesday from nine to eleven a.m. Central. Roxanne Solonen and Wayne Sanders are your hosts, coming to you live from the Fargo studio. They'll be speaking with Ben Hilden about his journey of faith and miraculous healing. And Brad Pieron will be talking about the Damascus Missionary Program and how you can get involved. All this and more is coming on the next Tour Presence Live, Tuesday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back to you.
that'll all be assuming that Armageddon hasn't come yet, right? <laughs> it's looming, it seems. No, it's called the second coming oh, of Christ, oh, yeah, yeah, right? Not, not just a blizzard. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I apologize. I had to step out. I had a little tickle and I'm like going... Boy, did Hannah's cold come through the <laughs> through the uh, yeah. wavelengths, the radio wavelengths? But no, um, what a, a great morning! Mm. And thank you, Brad, for all oh, you do. It's just, this is beautiful. I, I'm I'm so grateful that uh, we get to do this on the feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Yeah. You know, to, the the patroness of the Americas, such a such a, a profound missionary to our our land. You know, to, that brought millions and millions of people to. To Jesus, this is right. you know such an incredible heritage that we get to. And you know, up. for our listeners, uh, the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe. If if you're not uh, familiar with Our Lady of Guadalupe, please mm-hmm. look into the incredible story of Juan Diego yeah. and the Tilma. And uh, there's just so many miracles in the Tilma itself, and that are. <laughs> They're only from God. Yeah, I yeah. mean, the colors, there, there was no dye that could produce that color, the mm-hmm. tilma, uh, the flowers, the, all the, the symbolism that is in it is really beautiful. And I think that uh, in many ways she was also heaven's answer to a very a difficult time. You know, this is right after the Protestant Reformation and millions of people were leaving right. the Catholic Church and, and Our Lady shows up in, in Mexico and uh, more than that, a superabundance of of Aztecs become Catholic through this this great revelation of Our Lady of Guadalupe. So, right. I mean, it's such a like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, that's such a, time, a sign of hope for our times when when things can seem very very difficult, very dark uh, at times. Right now, as we look at the world around us, we've got Our Lady of Guadalupe. Yeah, there there is so much hope. I mean, we, of course, we bring out the, mm-hmm. the different issues that are going on in mm-hmm. the world. But as Father Brian Gross said, the mystical body of the church is not divided or broken. Mm-hmm. And that in itself is all the hope we need, yeah. you know. And so how we go out and we're light in the world, that is what's so important for yes. us to do now. Yes. Well, Lord God, we give you all the glory and praise. And we ask you, Mother Mary, that you come to be our mother, Our Lady of Guadalupe. Fill our hearts with your love and joy and bring us to Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. We look forward to being with you next time. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence radio network.